And welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I am your host, Sean Fry, and I'm joined by everybody's favorite guest, voice of the Parsons Vikings, Scott Marlowe. Scott, welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, I want you to guess what I want to talk about to lead off the show. There's a lot, High school basketball just started. It's obviously going to be high school basketball. It's your one hint. But a lot of high school basketball and a lot of this area started. You and I were at two very exciting games. What team do you think I want to talk about first? Well, I would have said Parsons, but since you asked me, I'm going to guess that it's not Parsons. It is Parsons. Okay, good. Parsons girls. Yes. All right. <laughs> I want to talk about how the Parsons girls looked against Gerard. 58-53 loss. I'll lead off by saying, and I want to get your take on how they looked, but I drove to that game thinking Parsons could be an improved team this year with an improved point guard play out of two two newcomers, and they might lose by 20 because Gerard's a CNC power. That is not what happened. I came away from that game thinking they should have won it. I, I was honestly shocked because uh, I, I was like you. I thought by the end of the season, essentially by the midway point of the season, I thought Parsons would be vastly improved from a year ago. But my goodness, they I mean, like you said, a CNC power like Gerard beat us by, I want to say, 49 points a year ago. And we blitzed them 15-2 to two in the second quarter. Had a halftime lead. Had a halftime lead and... A multiple possession halftime lead. <laughs> and I, we had some shots that were halfway down and came out and and that's just sports that's just basketball happens to every team the bench was up but, celebrating and yeah they had to go back because <laughs> they thought that that's how deep some of those were in so it, it's going to be the most exciting year uh for lady viking basketball uh in, in a few years you know they had they've had some great players like nina taylor they haven't been good since and, nina taylor left. and and you know back going back even further shay kelly um there's there's you know they've and I could go on and on. There's been you some could great argue, individual talent. You could argue the history of individual talent on the girls' side matches the boys, mm-hmm. but the wins and losses don't. Right, and you know I, I I need to get I need to get over this. I'm really bad about saying you know I wish this person had stayed. I wish this person had gone <laughs> out. But you know that two of their best defenders aren't on the team this year, and that would be Kenzie Baldwin mm-hmm. and Lassen. Aubrey Lassen, she yeah. transferred to Lebec County. And she's like, not going to see the floor for them. <laughs> you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. Not not with the teams they've had over the last years. You'd think her minutes would be limited. And I was like, man, what what a great because they they would absolutely not have to worry about scoring on this year's team. Just focus completely on defense. But putting the emphasis back on the girls that are playing. I mean. I talked about her a lot during the broadcast. Uh, Ellie uh, Valentine. Ellie Valentine Florence. I, I coach Shibe told me that she has a motor that never shuts off, and it didn't. He, he yeah, and she she was just all over the floor. She's even though it was her first game at the high school level, you could tell it was definitely not her first basketball game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and not she she was not she could dribble right, she could dribble left. It seems like she has pretty good court vision, and she was one of the players who had at least two shots go halfway down and spin out. She has um, no problem pulling that trigger, and, and I and I liked that coming from a, a freshman where she missed mm-hmm. I don't even know maybe her first five shots and it didn't seem to phase her yep keep shooting six <laughs> yeah yeah keep keep going and she's she's I was impressed with her she played tennis 
don't mm-hmm. think she'd ever really picked up a racket, is my she understanding. Hadn't. And she ends up playing varsity tennis. There's some people. I don't want to speak for Beermore or Posh. There's a thought that she might be the number one singles player for Parsons Girls Tennis next year. And that speaks to the level of athlete she is. Also speaks to the level of coaching that they have in that program. And right. you and I are both great admirers of Posh and Beardmore on what they can do with a true beginner, someone who's never picked up a racket. They're going to make them a varsity player in a year. Well, Ellie's going to be a varsity top player in yeah. a year plus an off season, yeah. and that speaks. And coaching is only going to take you so far. That's mm-hmm. athleticism right there, and. Speaking on Ellie, the first time I watched her play basketball was in the summer. I watched the girls play Cherryville and St. Mary's Colgan in the summer at Parsons Middle School. The high school floor was getting redone, so I had to go to the middle school and watch it. Mm-hmm. It was in like a, it was in June or July or something like that. So there was just nothing going on. So I'm like, I'm going to go watch this game. I know the St. Mary's Colgan and the Cherryville coaches fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby Farabi's been on the show a couple times. So was Kelsey Overacker. So uh, obviously, you know, it was a Good time. Just for me, it was just, to, I'm going to go get some photos and then hang out with people I know. But I ended up spending a lot of time dissecting how Ellie played point guard that summer. You take a grain of salt with everything in the summer. Every team's doing a, throwing a lot of different variables out there that you don't see when you're playing games in the, varsity games in the winter with the goal of nothing but winning. But I'll say this one. Parsons beat the doors off a Cherryville team that had won 15 games each of the last three years. Okay. And while they lost a big talent in Mariah Monroy, that state track, yeah. that state triple jump champion, I mean, for the Parsons girls to do what they did to Cherryville, a team that embarrassed them two years ago uh, at Cherryville, that was a big step forward. But the thing I was most impressed with, there's something fluttering around in this studio right now. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were having an earthquake for a second. <laughs> Uh, the the thing I was most impressed with was how Parsons played against St. I think we're getting feedback or something like coming that. from a speaker. Yeah, yeah. We we're, we're nothing but high quality. We're nothing but luxury here at KLKC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sec- what I so back to my point was when Parsons played St. Mary's Colgan on that sun on that Friday Saturday whatever it was a Friday night. St. Mary's Colgan, a team that played for a state title. I would say is widely regarded as a top three team within a 50-mile radius of mm-hmm. here. They were up on them through three quarters. Mm-hmm. And then it was, and then Abby Ferrari all of a sudden started coaching like it was a Friday night in the winter <laughs> and started rotate, started working on her rotations and sending death out there and pressing, and St. Mary's Colgan pulled away. And I was sitting there going, oh, my gosh. They went, you know, blow for blow with, you know, the quote, not the champs, but the champs. With, mm-hmm. with someone who's who legitimately has stake and claim to a belt for three quarters, I was like, that was the first inkling I had. But I I just don't like putting too much credence on what I see in the summer. Mm-hmm. But man, how they looked against Gerard! First off, Ellie Valentine Florence and Louise Hansman, who was not there during the summer. Louise Hansman, a right. foreign exchange yes. student transfer. They've got two quality point guards now, and truly quality point guards. And that was the deficit last year for the Parsons girls. Yeah, and it, it's been that way for a lot of years because it was that way the, even with Nina Taylor. Yeah, they they really haven't had a true point guard for a long time. Can and, you imagine if Ellie was on a team with Nina Taylor? Just stick her on the <laughs> team for Nina Taylor's senior year. Yeah, this freshman. I, I mean, just the amount of pressure that would take off of Nina and 
what that, that what kind of doors that could have opened up? Yeah, I know. And I take that back. They had one true point guard, and I well, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on her Ayanna name. Carell? Yes, yeah. And Ayanna I Carell. and she she had you know she she knew how to distribute the ball, and she was a good ball handler. But the uh, that team beat Gerard at Gerard, right? And but but true point guards on the girls' side, they've they've been hard to come by for whatever reason uh, at at Parsons. But yeah, like you said, they have two now, and yeah, and the, the German exchange student, you can tell she's spent a lot of hours uh, on a basketball court. I could I could tell she was very comfortable uh, with with what was going on, and she was even though she's that's that's, that's I, I can't even imagine uh, going you know halfway across the globe. Uh, to go to school and and then to you know play play varsity basketball but she she's uh she's going to be fun to watch and they they have shooters they oh, have yeah. shooters they didn't show it as much as they as they will as the year progresses they they're going to knock down a lot of threes mm-hmm. and they're not going to be turning the ball over or I I kept the stats and turnovers were about even with Gerard it that, hasn't been like huge. that for 2 3 years no that no. is, a, that is, a, that's probably the biggest thing is, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times would they just turn the ball over? Mm-hmm. I mean, they struggle against every team they played because they would turn it over so much. Yeah, I think, I think it was roughly 15 turnovers uh, for each team. And yeah, there, there were some years where, you know, the Lady Vikes, that they could easily have 15 turnovers and a half. Easily. Oh, yeah. I, I, one thing I wanted to... There's two more things I want to talk about with the Parsons girls. The first, and they're kind of intertwined a little bit. The is one their depth and two their choice to press. Right mm-hmm. now they're pressing the ball a lot, but the the caveat being uh, apparently they were missing a player in the lot. There's a girl named uh, last name Lyons. I'm drawing a blank on her first name Kendall. right now. Kendall Lyons. Kendall. Uh, apparently she's out for basketball this year for Parsons. Uh, and Shibe expects her to be a a solid role player, if not a starter, to be in the rotation. Parsons only went too deep on their bench against mm-hmm. Gerard, and one of them was Riley Dunley, who only played, I believe, like a minute. Mm-hmm. And the rest, it, the rest was that was Oscar Patel off the bench, and then your starters were Sydney Shibe, Ellie Allentine, Florence, Luis Hansman, and Naya Hemman. And who am I forgetting that's going to get mad at me? <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to go through the list again, and maybe Ellie, I could... Luis, Anaya. Sydney. Did you say Patel? Patel's on. Patel came off the bench. Yeah, she did come off the bench. Who am I forgetting? So I should have brought. My, I should have brought my scorebook. Brianna yeah, Patterson. Patterson. Thank Brianna you. Brianna Patterson. Um, I'll tell you what. First off, if you if you introduce the Lions girl back into the lineup, seven is way different than six. Like you can. Yes. It's oh, there, <laughs> yeah. there's a world of difference between yeah. seven and six, but. How, to me, death is going to be the issue. To, there was probably nothing more disheartening to Parsons than it, I think it was late in the third or early in the fourth quarter, and it was a close game. And out came four subs for Gerard. Mm-hmm. Out came four fresh bodies. And, and, it's, and it's always that way with Gerard every year. Yeah. yeah and they, it's the same with Lebec County. Mm-hmm. They're going to, I mean, to me, that death's going to be an issue. This Parsons team. One through five has the talent I legitimately think to potentially compete for a league title. I know it's super early in the year. I'm not putting the card right. before the horse. But I don't you wonder can they win a league title when the league favorite in Labette County there will do nothing but send reinforcements at you all yeah. game. It, it you know, it, it 
it does make it tough and you would just have to have it'd be have to be one of those situations where uh when you're playing somebody like labette county you just have to play at a very high level uh for virtually the entire game and and you have to stay and you do have to stay out of foul trouble yes. because because if you only go say seven deep mm-hmm. and then you get into numbers eight and number nine who haven't played very many minutes at least not minutes that are important that's tough, especially when you're playing a yeah. high caliber opponent. And you mentioned Kendall Lyons. I've never seen her play. Me neither. But a lot of our listeners may not know this. Her dad was played on the last state championship team for Parsons back in 1987. Her mom played on the last uh, Lady Viking team to make state back hmm. in the 90s. Uh, and she has, uh, that would be an aunt who was the all time leading scorer. Oh, okay. So um, she comes from nothing but good. Yeah, she good hair, good heritage, yeah, good DNA. Right. So yeah, her aunt would be, I guess, if I'm getting this right, Debbie Burris, who is the all-time leading mm-hmm. scorer. Her mom is Sandy, who is probably in the top ten yeah. uh, in all-time scores. And then uh, Eddie uh, played on the '87 state title team, and uh, Uncle Eric played on a team that was state runner-up in '92. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's got <laughs> she has basketball yeah. in her blood. If I was, you know, you know, and it's a shame that Kenzie Baldwin or, or anybody else really isn't out this year. The girls that are not out, or the girls on the Parsons team that are thinking, you know, why am I not playing? Why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? I promise you, Pat Chivey would love nothing more than that turn six into eight. <laughs> or, yeah. So it, it comes in, you know. I'm not saying every coach is always just absolved of any sin ever, and there certainly is politicking that every coach has to deal with uh, when it comes to dealing with a high school program. But I promise you, if you're Riley Dunley or if you're someone who was the seventh off the bench mm-hmm. against Gerard, put in a little work, get a little better, and I promise you, you will see minutes. Because Shivy wants nothing more than to send more girls out there mm-hmm. because at the, it, you saw that against Gerard was they they were just too tired. Yeah, they, And they, that's because they, they played hard. They played hard for 32 minutes, and mm-hmm. that, and especially with it being the first game of the year, uh, you know, conditioning can be a factor. And uh, it was still a great game. It was it was a, a wonderful game. wonderful game to watch. And yeah, and you know, you were talking about getting one, maybe one or two more bodies that you can get into the rotation. They don't even have to, you know, be you have these role players, you, you don't have to contribute offensively. You just have to be able to be in the rotation, be, you know, be able to be part of the offense just as far as, you know, whatever the motion offense is, whatever the play is at that time. And then, of course, more importantly than that, be able to defend and be able to rebound. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and I know that's one thing that, that drives some coaches crazy. They'll have, you know, they might have a, a player who can hit threes all night long. But can't guard us But they can't guard anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... So you know you just kind of have to choose your poison, so mm-hmm. to speak. So, but it's it's going to be a fun, fun year for the, for the Lady Vikes. They're going to win a lot of basketball games. Absolutely, we got about ten minutes left, so we're going to go to a quick break. You want to stick around, Scott? We'll try to run through every other team in the area and then in the good. final ten minutes. Uh, that more high school basketball talk with Scott Marlowe, voice of the Parsons Vikings. When we come back on the War Room, don't go anywhere. And we're back here on the War Room here on KOKC. I'm your host Sean Fry, joined by Scott Marlowe, voice of the Parsons Vikings. 
on KLKC Radio. Scott, we talked a lot about the Parsons girls, how much improved they look. We got to roll around to this area a little bit, though, and we'll start. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it in the school with the Parsons Vikings boys. Lose a close game to Gerard. Uh, what was your kind of takeaway from how they played? They're certainly a young team. They, they look more than capable of being a team that will win its hand uh, its handful of games. It's it's lion's share of games. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I I think I have a feeling that at the end of December, uh, the record won't look all that great. It's, it's it's a pretty tough December schedule, and you know they're starting two sophomores. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know the extent of it, but one of their starters, Paxton Swanson, you know, had had an injury mm-hmm. in the season opener, uh, you know, and he struggled with an injury back during soccer season. Hopefully, he'll be able to come back. But, um, you know, I, I think by the season's end, they're going to be a pretty darn good basketball mm-hmm. team. They they have some athletes as usual, and. The, They'll, they'll be a fun team to watch. You know, they're not going to win 20 games. I don't know that they'll win 15 games, but I, I, I they think... They won 12 I, last year, and yeah. this team certainly seems capable of that. And I, I think they'll definitely be over 500. Mm-hmm. And who knows, based on the draw, they get a few wins here, and based on the seedings and the draw, this is a team that could make it five trips in a row to state. I think this team has the capability to do that. Now they draw me age in the first round of sub-state. That, sure. Yeah, you never know. But... Uh, one thing that Anthony Howick pointed out to me that I think is actually a true value to the Parsons Vikings boys is they play four games before they have to go into a league game. That's valuable for this team. I don't know enough about the teams at the circle tournament. I know collegiate's always going to be tough. Uh, Mulvane has really been good the last few years. When Parsons started going to the circle tournament, Mulvane was bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. They turned it Mm -hmm. around. Mulvane's going to be a tough team for them. Uh, and then it circles home tournament. Never easy to go uh, play. Right. It'll be a true road game. Uh, but I don't know enough about those teams. But then they come back and they'll play Labette County, a team that beat them on their home floor. And then they last year in the regular season. And then they go play, and then they play Pittsburgh. Nothing's easy to start this year. Yeah. And I, I think, and then they, I think they play Web City. Web City as the, well. Right the day after, after Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh so. Yeah. It, so seven games to lead off the pre-winter break schedule. If they come out three and four. They're fine. Like there, there should be no cause for alarm. Right. And right now they're zero one. So they're, right now I'm saying if they go five hundred down the rest of their stretch, mm-hmm. that that should be no cause for alarm. Uh, I'm very impressed with. Uh, I was impressed with JJ Kendrick. Honestly, that, yeah, that's the first guy I was going to talk about mm-hmm. too. Yep. He he was an impressive sophomore to me. Certainly seemed capable of facilitating the offense. Obviously, I mean, he's flown under the radar too long, and I want to dedicate just a little bit of time to him. Jesse Jones. I think he is the best point guard in the SEK league. He gave he gave us twenty five last night. Yeah. Has no problem pulling the trigger. He could facilitate the offense very well. We he's either been compared to Derek or we've talked about the other guys around him. It, it, it's time for Jesse Jones, I think, to get his due a little bit. Yeah, I've talked about him since uh, I talked about him a lot last year, um, and he's because I watched him as a freshman. And because and I was so glad when I saw him because I was like, man, we've been watching Derek Williams and we've been spoiled with Derek Williams. We're gonna be spoiled. With what, what, what are we? What are we gonna do when Derek graduates? And then all of a sudden, here comes Jesse Jones, and I, I don't think he'll be the uh, quite the distributor that Derek was. I, I, I may be wrong about that, but you know, Derek was just so special. But Jesse, he, he's a great leader out there. 
drained four threes in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So he could he, he kept Parsons in the game because they were struggling. Yeah, that, that was the, he, he he kept him in the game single handedly. And I think of uh, here again. I'm going to draw a blank. Who just graduated from Pittsburgh? The their outstanding uh, point guard. Uh, Everybody knows who we're talking Javon about. Grant. Grant. Javon yeah, Grant. You know, and I'd like to see him. He, he he won't need to be a one man show because there's enough talent around him, but you know he don't be he, afraid to take over. Don't, don't be afraid to take over, and even though you're the point guard, don't be afraid to look to score. And obviously, he wasn't afraid to score against Gerard because he led the way with 25. So he's oh, yeah. he's he, he's going to be really good for the next two years. Oh yeah. Uh, another t- I want to talk about them a little bit. I understand it's the it's the, the antithesis of who you're the voice of, but let's talk about Lebec County a little bit. I understand you didn't see them, but mm-hmm. uh, their girls, they lost a one-point game to Bonner Springs. Let's just talk about a little more just kind of what their season's probably going to be like. They are the team to beat on the girls' side of, of the SEK League. They bring basically everybody back. Their biggest loss was Elsie Sorrell. Love everybody on the Sorrell side of the family. That mm-hmm. They've been nothing but good uh, for, for Lebec County, but they have a lot of talent back. They have just bodies and bodies that they will throw at you. They're going to press you and turn you over, and they are the most annoying team to play. <laughs> if anything, they don't have a great offense outside of Matty Brandon, who's a very capable scorer, but they will struggle to score in the half-court offense. So Christy Snyder's solution is that is, well, let's just never get into half-court offense. Let's just score 30 points and transition a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's you, you saw LeBette County twice last year. You know what they have coming back. What, what's kind of your take on how they'll look? Well, you're you're right. They're going to be the team to beat. I I would pretty much bet the ranch that they will win the SEK. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I'm wrong about that. Honestly, since I've covered the the Lady Vikings, I'd like to see them spring a surprise. Um, but you know, I know Wichita. The we mentioned Wichita Collegiate Boys a few minutes ago. That they, they, they do the five for five. They, they, you know, five in, five out. Yeah. All. And Christy Snyder doesn't do that. Gets close, at but times, but, but she's got the bodies to do it. Yeah, and to me, that is one I think of. Uh, Chanute has always had a lot of bodies. They're going to be too. really young this year. And yeah. they're they're yeah they're not going to be what what they have been mm-hmm. in years past. But we talked about the depth that Gerard has. Chanute uh, has always been blessed. It seems like with a lot of depth, Labette County. I can't remember the last time they couldn't go nine nine or ten yeah. deep, and. It's just such an advantage once you get into that fourth quarter. And I, I'm pretty sure Christy Snyder seems to know how to coach basketball. <laughs> she <laughs> you know, really her, has her, evolved. I mean, her system looks nothing like it did four or five years ago when Tristan Gegg was the yeah. superstar running the show. Yeah. Now all her best players are post players, and she has to find a way to mm-hmm. get them involved in the offense. Well, guess what? That looks a lot different mm-hmm. when, compared to when you have a you have a girl who has in the gym range versus three <laughs> talents that have three foot range. Yeah, all of a sudden your offense looks a lot different, and they have done nothing but kept winning through that transition. The Lebec County boys, Eli Heston, and as as uh, Coach Ar- Bradley Argerbright said, his his green light is emerald green. <laughs> he will let it fly. He is certainly he has got to be one of the most. Uh, trigger happy shooters in the SEK league, and we and we mean that as a compliment because he is sure. a very capable scorer. Uh, that you throw in Hudson Baker, a sophomore who brings a lot of height to the post. Lebec County again, a team that beat Parsons on Parsons' home floor last year. Mm-hmm. Lebec County, a team to beat. I think a team that 
All I know is Bradley Argerite said he feels like this team could win the league, and he's never said that before. Mm-hmm. That and how much I believe him, I don't know. I don't. I don't not believe him. Right. Yeah. Well, they're gonna. Uh, I, I would. They were better last year than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And I think this year's team is going to be better than last year's team. And like you said, they beat Parsons at Parsons, and. I, I, really, I honestly don't know who is going to win on the boys' side. I, I think Labette County is the heavy favorite on the girls' side. There is no but, favorite on the boys. Boys' side, it's it, it's pretty wide open. Maybe completely wide open because it's like in Pittsburgh until it's not. You know what right. I mean? And you know Pittsburgh, uh, their student population, their enrollment is, I think, roughly double uh, Parsons. So you, I think it's uh, over that, and uh, and that's. And that's just how it is, mm-hmm. you know. And that that that's a bigger advantage, I think, in a sport like football than it is in basketball. But it can still definitely be an advantage when you have that many more bodies to draw from. And and I and I think you're right. Until somebody you know, goes ahead and, and takes it from Pittsburgh, like Parsons did uh, a couple of years ago when they ran the table and went undefeated, you know, it's the, the Purple Dragons are are who they are. They're well coached. And they're always going to have athletes, and they're always going to have good basketball players. But you know, Labette County and and Parsons, you know, the the, the two teams in, in Labette County, mm-hmm. who knows? They could be the top two teams in the SEK by the end of the season. Shoot, another one for me to be wary of if you're an SEK Lee foe. Sure, uh, Scott. Thank you for joining me uh, this week. Always, always fun, enjoy it. Always fun to have you on. Uh, open door anytime. Uh, your daughter finished fourth uh, in in indoor track meet in the four hundred. It was the 600. 600. Yeah. The 600. Congratulations to her. Always Thank great you. to see Thank Parsons you. Vikings doing well at Emporia State and beyond uh, high school. Always great to see that. That'll do it here on The War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Thanks again to Scott Marlowe, Kale Casey's voice of the Parsons Vikings. High school basketball season's in swing. I think we're going to have fun this year, Scott. I know we are. There we go. That'll do it. Everybody stay safe and God bless.